This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hello, this is Bernie Mason, RMA's regulatory liaison. The Federal Banking Agencies recently issued what they termed early observations on the TILA-RESPA Integrated Disclosure Rule, the TRID. The agencies indicated that some institutions experienced unique challenges early on because of the extent of change and the technical nature of this rule. However, the agencies have reviewed recent consumer compliance examinations and found that the majority of banks examined have successfully implemented TRID and demonstrated effective change management practices when preparing for the rule. Most of the TRID violations cited by agency examiners were technical, often reflecting isolated loan estimate and closing disclosure fields being left blank. However, a few disclosure errors were systemic and reflected weaknesses in compliance management systems, such as a deficiency in oversight, training, or internal controls. Most of the common TRID errors recently identified involved disclosures of the loan identification number, settlement agent, and file number, which are part of the general loan information disclosed on page one of the loan estimate for the closing disclosure. The regulation requires creditors to disclose the loan identification number, a unique number used to identify the specific transaction on the loan estimate and the closing disclosure, and any revised disclosures to ensure the consumer can identify the transaction from application through origination. Examiners found that institutions frequently left this field blank. Similarly, examiners found the settlement agent and file number were also left blank on the closing disclosure. Examiners also found violations in the closing cost estimates table on page 2 of both the loan estimate and the closing disclosure. This section divides the closing costs into two types, loan costs and other costs. Loan costs on the loan estimate include origination charges and services the borrower can and cannot shop for, and other costs include taxes and government fees, prepaid costs, and initial escrow payments. Common violations in this section included failing to indicate the number of months for which homeowner's insurance is to be paid on both the loan estimate and the closing disclosure, and failing to identify the person receiving payment for closing cost services, as well as government entities to which taxes and other government fees were dispersed. Examiners also observed violations in the calculating cash to close table found on page two of the loan estimate and page three of the closing disclosure. This table outlines the amount of cash the borrower needs to close by referencing the total closing costs and adding or subtracting other amounts needed to close, such as a down payment or seller credits. While the loan estimate table contains only the estimated values, The closing disclosure carries these values forward 
into a loan estimate column so the borrower can easily compare the estimated with the final amounts. Moreover, this table includes a did this change column, reflecting whether amounts changed from the most recent loan estimate provided to the consumer, and if so, where the consumer can look to find additional details. Examiners noted several instances in which lenders did not accurately complete the did this change column. Finally, another common violation involved omitting portions of the required contact information on page three of the closing disclosure. Full contact information for the lender, mortgage broker, consumer's real estate broker, seller's real estate broker, and settlement agent is required. This generally includes the legal or business name of the business entity, the business address, the name of the personal contact at the business entity, the nationwide mortgage licensing system and registry ID number, and the telephone number and email address of the personal contact. If the borrower did not have a personal contact, for example, no mortgage broker, the corresponding column can be left blank. However, for each person identified, all pieces of contact information are generally required. The agencies pointed out that TRID is similar to other compliance regulations in which different compliance risk management program elements contribute to an effective overall compliance system. The agencies observed that institutions that successfully implemented TRID have strong compliance risk management programs that include effective training, open communication with third parties, including vendors, knowledgeable compliance staff, formal procedures, and a secondary review process. Finally, the agencies observed that despite the challenge of complying with TRID's complex disclosure requirements, the agencies have concluded that financial institutions have largely been successful in implementing the significant changes in this rule. Thank you very much for listening.